everybody, and welcome to Bottled Up, a wine podcast. Sort of. Uh, This is a bonus episode, a little bit of bonus content for you today. And we thought it'd be fun, rather than uh, breaking down a particular grape or a style of wine or something like that, let's talk about movies, because we got a little sidetracked in our last episode talking about the movie. We did, but because, you know, Pinot Noir, where would Pinot Noir be without Sideways? Am I right? Um lonely destitute highway with other unknown grapes it would basically be hotel california uh oh, no. no terrible the eagles man listen you can check out anytime you like sean and um you just can't drink pinot right <laughs> when you leave so yeah so obviously you can't do any research about pinot noir without fucking tripping over 32 articles about sideways and how it almost yeah. decimated the merlot industry but it it propelled the Pinot Noir to the star status it has today. And for me, among the other things that I kept noticing is they kept talking about what thin skin the grape has. Um, And I don't know how many of you remember the short-lived success of the film Circle of Friends, uh, which short-lived is a good way to describe it. It is, but Mini Driver is tremendous in Circle of Friends. Came out in 1995. I was obviously three then. Gosh, was Um, it 95? Shut up. And, uh, but she says she she finally uh, hooks up and and gets the boy to to dance with her, and she says this wonderful quote: "I may look like a rhinoceros, uh, but I have very thin. But I, oh, she well, she's English, so she's like, but I'm quite thin skinned, really. Uh, and it's such a lovely moment for anybody that is also a size four, which I think she is in the film." Or larger, um, because you know, get it? She looks like a rhino because she's not yeah. gonna be huge, uh, but she's still Hollywood 90s body huge. Humor. Get yeah. it? But it, I do love rhinos, and it tied things together, and it made me think that sideways tied the love of Pinot together, which made me think, oh my god, there's so many wines that are plugged in oh, yeah. movies, both specifically so by many. name mm-hmm. or by genre, if you will, like Pinot Noir in general. Yeah, I mean, what we saw with uh, the unbelievable Kimi, Kimi Schmidt with Titus singing his Pinot Noir song. <laughs> yeah, because I'm tired. <laughs> no, it's fine. I loved it so much. Um, but like, or as we drove... have mentioned in the in the past with the Real Housewives of of New York and Turtle Time, mm-hmm. all about the Chardonnay. Um, you know, Pinot and... Gris. Pinot Gris. Oh right, whatevs. Um, I've already forgotten because I hate because <laughs> we hate them. Yeah, I like their reality shows and again, or their re- reunion shows. Oh my so. god, reunions are. I mean, they're everything. You don't even have. You don't even have to watch. No, I would love a reunion show with the Trumps, just as a tie-in. <sighs> I would love the inauguration to go smoothly. I don't want anybody to get hurt tomorrow. Yep. I have great fears and a lot of agita. Um, and but then, you know, maybe in February. Andy Cohen hosts <laughs> some sort of show in which he gets all these fucktards on a couch and he asks them things like, what did you steal? And it's great. Uh, yeah. Anyway. It's, yeah. And, and Andy, like knowing Andy, he'd totally be down. Oh my God. I feel like he would be, I feel like he'd be like, so Ivanka, I saw you quoted Martin Luther King. Tell me more about how that makes any fucking sense in the real world. <laughs> Oh, uh, the people, the people who incorrectly quoted. Anyway, obviously Just there's plenty on. of movie scenes that discuss wine. Yeah. Among them for us was one of the goofy reasons why we decided to do this podcast. Because yeah, of the course, whole thing that started this. You know, in Jaws, they have a bottle of red and that was the big joke. Sean would be able to tell you real things and I would tell you which red went best with Jaws yeah. 3D. 
this time Richard it's Dreyfus shows up at the house, you know, after the after the uh, the the McKittrick boy. Poor uh, thing. And more after... importantly, poor Pippin. Fuck that kid. The dog dies. Oh, Pippin. Pippin. Yeah. No one but, cares. Uh, Literally, no one he, cares. He, Richard Dreyfus says, I, "I brought red or white. I didn't know what you were serving, even though he hadn't been invited to dinner." No, not at all. <laughs> and he wants, and then he wants them to let it breathe, <laughs> and that's not happening. He pops. Uh, Chief Brody pops the cap cork and pours a juice glass juice like, glass it's so oh. good and, <laughs> and um, richard dreyfus eats his wife's uh chief brody's wife's uh dinner <laughs> yeah, f- thank you for finishing that sentence dinner uh yeah perfect <laughs> uh, but yeah totally i um i love to pair a wine with a movie maybe we, at some point we should do a whole thing but you know there's so many uh, amazing wine scenes whether they're yes. specifically naming a wine like Sideways with Pinot Noir, which you can get on Hulu and Amazon Prime. Prime, we have drank a lot before this. Amazon Prime. Oh, goodness, yeah. Prime. The peanut uh, has been going down. Yeah, the peanut, this bottle, going down easy, like mm. Sunday morning, as we have said. It's just delicious. Obviously. I'll buy this again. I will totally I will buy, this, buy again. this again. This is so good. Yeah. Um, for me, the among the bestest of all the wine mentions is in... Sure. One of my go-to films, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, nobody would want to spend more than about 30 seconds in my head. Let's just start there. <laughs> when you're thinking to yourself, what do you want to do this afternoon? Oh, watch Silence of the Lambs again? Yeah, that's again. me. Welcome to me. I'm looking forward to the day where we have uh, the VR or AR capability of going into somebody's mind and just the catalog or the, the what is it, Mind Castle? Sure, sure. You, know, you, you yep. build your fort. Yeah. Yep, you build your fort Which in there. Hannibal Lecter did. Yes. Um, one of I had a roommate things. once who was an, an idiot, bless, and uh, and I could go on for days about the uh, the, sh- the easiest way to describe what a ding dong she was was one day I was in my room. She got a cat. She just came home with a cat one day, like you do. Like when you, you have do. She saw something. She was like, "I got a cat," and I was like, "Oh, I'm allergic." And she was like, "Oh, well, this is our cat. His name was, his name was literally Toby." Uh, but she decided what a generic to, cat she name. decided to call him Tater. And I was like, I'm calling him Kunta Kinte. <laughs> like, I don't care what's happening anymore. Why do we have a cat? It can't go in my room. Um, and obviously within seconds, the cat hated her and wanted to spend all its time within my, in my room. But there was one day that I was in my room and I could hear that the landline was off the hook. Uh-huh. Y'all remember that sound? <laughs> yeah. Take a second, yeah. everyone who's young enough. Uh, and I came out of my room after like 20 minutes of this. Cause I was like, what the fuck is happening? And she was sitting in the living room mm-hmm. and she used to sit. It's hard to, to describe for, for listening, but she was a very tall, thin lady, like olive oil. And imagine that person just okay. dropped into a squat, very low, very flexible squat. That's huh. how she would sit on the floor. So her ass wouldn't, it wouldn't be like sit down like you would normally do on the floor like i do she would sort of weirdly hover and she was eating a sandwich a tuna sandwich and the other half of the sandwich was on the floor and the cat was eating that and looking at me like what call me toby and uh and the phone (laughs) was next to them and off the hook and i literally came out i was like hey hi hello can you hang that up what are you doing and she said and i quote oh my god you hear that too i thought it was in my head oh Oh, special. Yes. So who among us in New York doesn't have a similar roommate story? But this same roommate once said to me, 
you know, I feel like I go from here to here in my head. And she sort of ha- held her hands out at like shoulder width. And she was like, but you, and she held her hands out wide. And she was like, I wouldn't want to be in your head for a second. And I was like, this is the same woman who doesn't hang up the phone. Fine. It's fine. It's true, but it's fine. But obviously silence of the lambs, very famous yep. for its Chianti joke. Chianti. Uh, when uh, Hannibal mentions that he enjoyed a patient's liver um, with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. And of course, in the book, which is deep dive, terrible Silence of the Lambs, nerd, nerd, nerdiness. Yep. In the book, it's not Chianti. It is Amarone della Valpolcella. See, that makes a lot more sense to me. See, and I, and of course it does because yeah. you're a wine nerd. But in the realm of like <laughs> Hollywood, it didn't make sense because yeah. nobody would know what the fuck he was talking about. But even even in it, just in the context of Hannibal Lecter, at the time that movie was made, Chianti was was served. You know, it yeah. came in a wicker basket. It wasn't totally. this exciting wine that it is now. Like the Chianti Classical region, what's happening now is phenomenal. I just did a horizontal tasting the other day with the top seven producers of Chianti Classical. Anyway, um, the because he was he, a consummate gourmand. Yeah. he wouldn't have Chianti. So clumsy. But he would have had Amarone, and the Amarone is really interesting because they raisinate. They they let the 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 grapes dry <gasps> on these big racks. Wait, what's the word for this? Raisinate. Okay, I didn't know what they didn't. The one, re, the one thing I saw today didn't describe because I googled the wine and they didn't sure. say the word raisinate, but they did mention that it's made from grapes which are dried to about yeah, a third there, of their original a, weight. Two or three other uh, official terms. But I to fucking say that, love yeah. the word raisinate. Yeah, it's just when you let it become a raisin. It's a raisin. I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> It's it, it's much easier for me to say that word than uh, any of the technical. No, words no, no. But I love. I, I don't care. Which, I'm uh, choosing to uh, believe there's no other words. Repo, um, reposado. And in Reposto. either case, anyway. in any case, whichever wine he's drinking, it's really more. It's less of a, an iconic line and more of an inside joke, because anybody who's anybody who's taken psych meds. <laughs> oh, ah. sorry to reveal it this way, mom. But the um, <laughs> you would not you're not allowed to drink wine or have beans or have liver at all with your psych meds. Right. So was this a joke and a scary line Hannibal was saying Hannibal, I'm going to pronounce it Hannibal. Hannibal. Was he making just a sentence or was he making an inside joke to let Clarice know that he was off his meds at the time that he ate his patient? Look at that. Either way, who among us it... could order a nice Chianti and not also <laughs> want liver and fava beans? It's, I mean, I'm not a fava bean fan. I don't like, and I am, you couldn't, I'm not eating liver. Oh, I like liver. <laughs> uh, but I, I <laughs> there it is. Yay! No, I, <laughs> I will five. happily feed uh, liver treats to my dog, but I, I don't want to eat. Yeah. I, I like liver, but uh, I believe you. But Would I wonder you have if it had the same effect. I, oh, Yes. Okay. Would you would prefer an Almarone with your liver? Yeah, I would prefer an Almarone over just about any Italian wine. Fancy pants. Um, but they are not cheap. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no. It's it, it does say that because you raisinate. Yeah. Uh, you only get about a third of the wine during the process, yeah. in which case the price tag goes three times. It goes up. Up. Yeah. Up. 
it's, it is, but it, it, it just, it concentrates all those flavors and sugars. And so what you're drinking is so much more expressive. Oh my and God. It's it sounds very delightful. Italian. It's Can really we good do stuff. that for our next episode? Just kidding. Um, yeah, I got 85 to spare. Who doesn't right now? Um, when, dear when friends, we get to a point where we can share a bottle at, yeah. Oh yeah. You can Venmo us at my name or Jen's name. <laughs> Mine is a dash in the middle, motherfuckers. Um, uh, and we'll gladly take that But one. that's not the only wine scene. Of course, for me, another wine scene that pops to mind immediately after Jaws and Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. of course, is the Princess Bride and the whole battle of the wits with the Iocane powder. And that's how you yeah. you should never go against a Sicilian when one death is most, on the line. I, uh, Wallace Shawn's like, most iconic role like, so in pop tremendous. culture, at least. It's so, so tremendous. Good. Um, it's such a great movie. I, I don't know who would be listening to it. I feel like our listeners have all seen it. And so you all know that. I would hope so. You all know that. But they're j- clearly drinking a red. They're clearly drinking red wine. And he's Sicilian. So probably not Pinot. So probably not the Pinot Project, California <laughs> Pinot Noir. Um, but I think uh, as, as, a, as a wine nerd and somebody who loves The Princess Bride, I think uh, he's drinking Frappato. I hope he's drinking whatever you just said. Frappato, which is, uh, it's only, it's a grape only grown in Sicily on the island by the volcano. Like, it's it's really. So good. I have been. Nice, medium body red wine. I have not. I didn't have that because I was a poor student and we didn't have any money. But uh, yeah, that's amazing. So I hope that's, that's my guess. And probably the best wine I'm going to go ahead and, and suggest to hide <laughs> Iocane powder in. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, it is flavorless and odorless. Yes, good point. So it could be in, in say, Mountain Dew and no one would know. But if you're going to have it, have it in Frappato. Frappato. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, it was it was such a, like, because Sideways and Pinot are so intrinsically tied sure i definitely uh the other scene that um i was reminded of and then was like oh my god yes is in misery this isn't about <sighs> wine technically but it is about champagne in misery which when is she, wine which is wine which she uh she has uh what's his face captured and uh not yet hobbled uh but she says oh. he must have one glass of champagne and which she suggests the brand and the brand of course is Dom Perignon. Uh, Dom Perignon to eat with your fillet mignon. Oh, I love a good fillet mignon with Madame Perignon and my black pine cone juice. Black pine cone juice. <laughs> uh fun fact, Don Perignon is made with black pine cone <gasps> juice. Yeah. Look at how we've tied it all tied together. Tied it all back around. We're, so we're chasing good. our own tail with Pino. Oh my God. Thanks, Kurt Russell. So good. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> um, Casablanca, of course, shouts, sure. shouts out the Vove. The Vove Clicot. Clicot, Vove Clicot, yellow label. Since we're pronouncing uh, everything wrong. So um, many. I remember being a waiter and, and so many people just ordering um, yellow label. Because they didn't so want to say Vove. I enjoy you know? as a waiter and just as a human because my last name is spelled uh, very specifically Germanly. Mm-hmm. Um, watching people stumble over pronouncing stuff. Um, I am great. a big fan it's of just announcing that I don't it. know how to say things because um, I'm fine with that. Uh, but other people are clearly not. And Vove is a fun one to watch people 
Fuck up. Yeah. For me specifically with my last name, it's wonderful for telemarketers who try to do the oh, casual yes. like, hey, is Jen there? And I'll be like, Jen who? And they'll be like, Jen Wahoong. And I'm like, oh no, she died. Like I can't, like I don't even care. Like I'm like, I'm hanging up on you. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, um, what a miserable job that must be to be a telemarketer. I know. I, I always feel them. bad when I yell at people. But not bad enough to deal with their shit. Or do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For the record. Or do it. Yeah. Not doing it. Can't do it. <laughs> no. Not for me. I would be a nightmare. Um, there's a wonderful quote I found from Goldfinger. <laughs> oh, how fun was that? Was sounded like a frappato. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had Chipotle. Excuse me. <laughs> Chipotle just opened up an Asturias. Pardon my frappato. second one. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because there's one on Steinway. I mean, I yeah. guess it's opened up on Dittmar's end. Uh, yeah. But there's a lovely Dom Perignon quote out of Goldfinger in which Sean Connery, whose accent I will not be doing, um, suggests, my dear girl, there are some things that just aren't done, such as drinking Dom Perignon 53 above a temperature of 38 degrees Fahrenheit. That's as bad as listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. Just bad as listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. So good! <laughs> wow that was uh, that was upsetting actually no that was wonderful <laughs> but i also like that it's like listening to the beatles without earmuffs like as a quote that's uh-huh. sean connery fucking hates the beatles hates them bond hated the beatles kids yeah, is what he, we've he, learned he was more of a uh uh lou ferrigna oh. i'm saying uh, engelbert humperdinck sure fair um, fair I also always think of the two uh, competing. It was either the Stones or the Beatles. Because growing up, mm-hmm. we had family friends that were British, which probably affected me more than <laughs> uh, shout out to the Bridges. Love you guys. But the, um, you know, having married and divorced in England. But the, um, uh, they he, the dad in the family was huge Rolling Stones guy and not so much of a Beatles guy. They grew up in England and then moved here as like 20 year olds. And then... Uh, so as kids, mm-hmm. I remember him forcing us to watch uh, VHS tapes of like the Beatles performing live or the Stones performing live. But my mom wow. liked the Beatles. Okay. Though she so liked got, Elvis more. Ends. So my mom would always be like, don't you have any Beatles? Like it got really weird and like oddly British and me, I was still trying to figure out what a parsnip was. So things, it was always strange to go to their house (laughs) is my point. And then I grew up and married a British guy and divorced him. And that's where we are now. And of course, when we're going through movie quotes, we hit sideways talking about Pinot Noir and stuff. But I'd say the, like one of the biggest American movies uh, uh, about wine uh, fictional movie about wine it's bottle shock which you know what i um have never seen i'm gonna come clean i'm coming clean much like i would come clean if i didn't know how to say sure. clicot uh but <laughs> since i do know how to say vuve clicot i don't need to come clean about it um but yeah i have never seen it but uh, what i have done as i have researched for all these episodes uh you know listen full disclosure this is a bonus episode i feel like we should reveal this stuff sean knows sure. stuff <laughs> I don't. Sean is um, learning stuff. Sean is learning stuff. I am drinking stuff. Well, we're both doing that part. And then, yeah. um, but I love to find quotes about stuff. I love to find random facts about things. This is a thing I love to do in all cases. And so whenever you Google wine quotes, mm-hmm. and feel free to do it later, 
Um, often what you get if you image search is just a lot of beautiful imagery, say, you know, a lovely mountainous background, and then in glorious live, laugh, love scripts. Uh, and I hate all things with words on it. Anything with words that people buy yeah. me, just know in advance it goes into deep storage in my house next to the fish tank that grows its own cat grass and the antlers that my dad thinks I hung up in my house. Um, <laughs> but is the quote- wine rack out of them. I, well, I want to dip them gold and make them fun. Mm. But then I worry that my dad will come over and be like, did you paint the deer I shot in 1974 gold? And I'll be like, uh, I blame no, this the, is a different one. I blame the gays. Dad. <laughs> and so, um, but bottle shock, which came out in 2008 had a quote said by the great and glorious 2016 did not just elect as Trump, ladies and gentlemen, it cost us one good actor by the name of Alan Rickman. It did cost um, us Alan. And but there's a quote in the movie Bottle Shock that is wine is sunlight held together by water. And that is the most. You know, if you're going to buy wine quotes for your wine cellar, that's what it's going to say. But it's a fictional film, ladies and gentlemen. It's a fictional film, although based in reality. Yeah, no, it's a it's a fictional account of, of something that actually happened, which is like stunning and shocking. The Judgment of Paris, Sean. I did research. Like- <laughs> I may not have seen the movie, but I know stuff. The Judgment of Paris is a super important time, and we could we could go at nineteen seventy six episodes, episodes, and episodes. I actually have a seventy six uh, Chateau Montaigne uh, uh, in my fridge. Whoops! Oh well, that's a, that needed its own <laughs> soundtrack, ladies and gentlemen. But for those of us that are dumb like me and just researched the movie. In 1976, there was a competition dubbed The Judgment of Paris uh, in which California wines beat their French counterparts in a blind tasting. And that that shook, it shook, if you will. Shook the wine world. Shook the wine world because old world wines were like, what the fuck is this? And California was all like, hey, sorry about that, man. And Bottle Shock is a movie starring Alan Rickman and Chris Pine and Bill Pullman. And they sort of come together to tell the story of this. It's a fantastic movie. And it's a lot of fun to watch. uh, And it's a great way to remember Alan Rickman. And And available on Netflix, we think. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. Um, If anybody has seen the Psalm movie that came out a couple years ago, it's like the buddy film of four or five guys trying to get their master Psalm thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, Also looks fun. Yeah, I've seen it about 37 times. Seems nice. Um, (laughs) But they, the guys who made that movie have subsequently made two more movies um, into the bottle. And then uh, I forget what the third one's called, but it's specifically about the Judgment of Paris. And they got all the original players involved. (gasps) And you hear the history about how um, Sir Spurrier, who put the whole thing together, uh, he was shunned in the wine world because he brought American wines to France and he lost so much business, but he's like this highly respected wine dude and everybody loves him again now. But at the time it was shocking. And um, and French people anyway, can be a little judgmental. Song. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I cool. one time ordered a, a chocolat and I said it like that to be funny. And I don't think the waiter looked me in the eye again for the rest of the evening. <laughs> And not because he, like, with with disgust, like, he couldn't make eye contact. He was like, you disgust me, tiny American. Yeah. And, like, it was like, whatever. And I was all like, wait, did you just call me tiny? And so I got very excited <laughs> Are about we married it. now? Yeah, totally. I was like, oh, my God, I love you. And he was all like, you disgust me. And uh, it was great times. But uh, my point is the French can be a little snobby pants. They can. Uh, when Dan and I, we one of our first trips together ever, we went to we went to Paris 
because he had studied there and he wanted to show me, you know, Paris. And we had just Aww. left Sokoko and we were, uh, we were hot. So we thought, oh, let's sit at a sidewalk cafe and have some wine. And yeah. Dan ordered his wine. Um, he ordered our drinks and stuff. And the waitress started talking to him and she was just speaking really quickly while traffic was going by. Oh, so he dear. was having a, a hard time understanding. And she stopped with, oh, you don't understand a word I'm saying. Oh, stupid Americans. And he answered her in French and uh, she looked appropriately chagrined. Oh, that's and nice. The elderly gentleman sitting next to us also started laughing. So we felt okay about the day. Um, <laughs> a similar story, though, in England, <laughs> um, we... Stud- Where they don't judge anything. No, they are, they're very judgy, but speak English. Uh, we were students in England mm-hmm. studying abroad for a semester, not unlike Dan in, in France. And uh, uh, a friend asked... Um, how to get to Leicester Square, which is not how you pronounce that word. Not how but you say he that word, yeah. Was much like my last name. He was saying it, you know, just Dom Perignon. And uh <laughs> and this woman looked she was it was a rainy day because again it's England. Uh the same story could take place in Seattle. And she sort of looked down her nose, even though I in my memory she was taller than him. She looked down her nose at him somehow still and said and again, I quote, because we used it in an end of the year show, the English language is a beautiful one. Too bad you Americans can't speak it. Ugh. And then just walked away. And we didn't even actually know what we had done wrong in this moment, <laughs> to be honest. Um, we quickly learned and pronounced it Lester henceforth, but we did not know in that moment. Anyway, no wine was drunk that day. Um, no, just just pints of right ale, warm beer, ale and cidre because we were poor students. But um, yeah. but yeah, so you know, um, tell us your favorite wine scene, yeah. friends. Television, radio, movies, plays. There was I mean, another article that went into like lyrics about wine and, and popular oh, music, yeah. and I was like, I can't keep reading because this the, this bonus episode will be forty five minutes long. <laughs> the Nancy Sinatra song, Strawberry Wine, like the- oh yeah, Gooden. I love that song so much, but like, there's just they so mentioned much a Wilco song, but culture. I literally stopped. There's a Wilco song oh, with some wine. Yeah, no, uh, I know that I have to look it up. I have it on my whatever holds music these days. <laughs> um, it's called a cassette tape, you jackass. <laughs> uh, no, we got. I'm, I'm looking. Nobody can see this, but I'm looking. Uh, no, we got rid of our cassette player. I have a CD player though. I mean, I do too. I have a cassette player if you want to borrow it. Like I, I can listen to my 1998 three-disc compendium of the Indigo Girls <laughs> 2300 curfews. And you know what that means? The closer you are to fine, motherfucker. That's the what closer that I means. am to fine is this glass of peanut no ear. Yes. In my so mouth. share with us your favorite movie wine moments. We definitely want to know about them. We'll definitely try and share some on the social media so you yeah, also definitely. can enjoy uh, the moments that we're mentioning that we love that make us want more wine while we're watching. More wine while we're watching TV is like, I mean, it's 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 the American dream, isn't it? It really, really? is. I, for me, it's not just Netflix and chill, Sean. It's Netflix, chill and drink netflix and chilled rosé got it (laughs) it's never chilled rosé sean it's like you don't even know me this episode's over right this episode's over and with that thank you everybody (laughs) for joining us on this bonus episode i'm sean i'm ben cheers cheers everybody drink up
Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Bottled Up. If you had fun or liked what you heard, please make sure to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us about your favorite film or TV wine moment, you can find us on Facebook at Bottled Up Podcast, Instagram at Bottled underscore up underscore podcast, or on our website, bottleduppodcast.blog. Bottled Up is produced in Astoria, New York by me, Sean Linehan, and my amazing co-host is Jen Waring. Until next time, stay safe and drink up. Da 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 da